The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Mark. Marketing in China Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing what you need to know to drive organic marketing success in the Chinese market. Joining us for Marketing in China Week is Marcus Pensek, who is the Chief SEO Consultant for Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And today, Marcus and I are going to start talking about marketing in the Chinese market by discussing whether you need to enter the Chinese market in general. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Marcus Pensek, the Chief SEO Consultant for Search Metrics. Marcus, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, good to be here. Pleasure to have you on the show. Excited to have another Marcus from Search Metrics. We've had... Marcus Tober on the show a fair amount, the founder of Search Metrics. And um, look, I, I think that Search Metrics has a type, another brilliant SEO that happens to be named Marcus. Yes, yeah, true. There's a lot of Marcuses in uh, at Search Metrics in Germany. There's a handful of Marcuses and a handful of great SEOs as well. And you're the chief SEO consultant, which means that you know you have to understand a lot about not only SEO but also about different markets. And this week, we're going to focus specifically on the Chinese market, something that we haven't really talked about all that much on this podcast. Before we get into the details of you know Google in China or Baidu and optimization tactics, I want to start off at a high level and just talk about you know whether it makes sense for all brands to enter China. Who should be thinking about expanding into the Chinese market? 
Well, this is really an interesting question, and I probably cannot say exactly who should enter the Chinese market, but I can tell you the Chinese market is a big market, and they have a lot of consumers. They uh, have a lot of private consumers that are longing for Western brands. They also have a lot of B2B and producing companies that rely on really good products from uh, B2B companies in Europe, US. So uh, actually, there are a lot of chances for uh, businesses doing business in China. You know, when I think about the Chinese market, you brought up a couple of good points. First off, there's you know roughly 1.4 billion Chinese people. So it's a big market, right? When we think about comparing that to the United States, the United States is roughly 330 million. So you're looking at a market that's a little over four times the size of the U.S. market. So in terms of you know body count, obviously a big market. Probably say the same thing about India. And I don't know if we necessarily think of India being as attractive as a market for global expansion as we would in China because of some of the economic factors. You also mentioned that manufacturing is centered in China. So for a lot of B2B businesses, it might make sense as opposed to just the B2C that's based on the body count. There are some hurdles and barriers to entering the Chinese market. So how do you think about making the decision? Obviously, you know, you can't make that decision for every business, but what are some of the things that go into entering the Chinese market that brands that want to tap into it should think about? Well, first of all, you probably should think about if you are already a brand in China. So uh, if your products are already being sold in China uh, on the marketplaces, maybe by other vendors that you're known and that are people asking for your products, then this is probably the first, the first sign, the first signal for you that it's worth going to China and selling it by yourself and even getting more money uh, than uh, through the vendors. But you should really think about how much effort you want to put into this because the Chinese market, uh, China, is a whole new market. It's uh, completely different from everything you know uh, in the US and it needs a lot of new ideas to handle situations. It needs staff that speaks actually Chinese. It needs staff in China if you really want to sell your products there because the Chinese Consumers expect their products to be delivered fast. So you probably want a warehouse, you want staff to handle your products. And this is all not very cheap. So if you are really serious about entering the Chinese market, uh, then you need to keep in mind that it's costly. So there is overhead, just like any other market, where you probably want some boots on the ground. Mostly if you're doing a uh, you know some sort of a physical good, you need to have some production facilities and also delivery capabilities, local and market. Your suggestion is gauge if there's already demand in the market before thinking about entering it. And if you do make the decision to say, look, I want to capture all the demand people are searching for my products or services or other people are selling them, got to build some staff. And then from an SEO perspective, there's a couple of things that you have to do. Not only are you, you know, translating whatever copy content to be, you know, regionalized and localized in multiple different language, you're also moving from a Latin character based language to Chinese, which is a not only a different language, but it uses different characters. So there's multiple different complexities in actually translating some of the copy that you have. Then there's also some 
other real world concerns about infrastructure, politics, some of the rules and regulations in China. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. What do you know about some of the, you know, the hurdles of opening up a business or, or getting established in China as it relates to your ability to sell products and services and work with not only the people that are there, but also the government and, and infrastructure? Yeah, you, you already mentioned it, uh, that the first hurdle you, you are facing is probably the language. And uh, the Chinese language, no matter where in the world, is China or Hong Kong or Singapore, Taiwan, the Chinese language itself is completely different from any Western language uh, that you know. They have different words, of course. They have totally different grammar. Um, the way they construct sentences is totally different. And uh, then there's those Chinese characters that you just mentioned, uh, which are completely different from, from anything uh, that we have in the West. So uh, one character, basically one syllable, and it's not a letter. So uh, the word ends up to be um, produced out of two characters or one or two characters, sometimes three or four. But this is basically it for one word where we have like eight eight letters uh, in, in a word. So this is not that easy. Then a lot of these words sound very similar, even to the Chinese people. So they make, if they're spoken out loud, they just make sense in the in the context, and this really drives us into uh, some complexity about the political situation, for example. So there are topics that you certainly do not want to talk about in China if you don't want to interfere with the um, with the politics and with their decisions. Let's talk about Tibet, for example, where many Western people have totally different thoughts than what the Chinese government makes out of it and what the Chinese people make out of it. And you do not want to touch those topics, not with the, not with the correct words and not with words that you did not intend to use. That means you might by accident use words that sound similar to those that you don't want to use. Yeah. There's a translation concern. There's some hot button topics, like you mentioned Tibet and the relationships with Hong Kong can be tenuous as well. So there's some political considerations. I, I think at the end of the day, 
when you're expanding into the Chinese market, one of the big considerations is that while they have a a sense of free trade, it is a communist country. And so the government's rule can be, let's just say, different than what we might be used to in some of the rest of the Western world. Now, from a business perspective, are there considerations or is there process that you need to follow to go and enter the Chinese market? Or are you able to just, you know, hop on a flight, open up shop? What do you actually have to think about before you start expanding into the market? Well, you probably want to do the the easy step first, which would be uh, cross-border e-commerce. So you are not really physically in the country, but you're um, trying to get a foot in the door which is possible through uh, those e-commerce platforms that they have in China, like uh, Taobao, for example, uh, which allows you to sell products directly in China, but ship them from outside. And this is something that you might want to try first. But as I mentioned earlier, you have to keep in mind that the uh, shipping time might be too high for many of those consumers. So to shorten this time, there might be possibilities to open a storage uh, area close to China or even in uh, some free trade zones like uh, they have in Shanghai, where your goods are physically in China, but legally they're not yet. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, what you're talking about is hedging your bets a little bit. You know, you can say, look, we want to expand into the Chinese market. You can do that without actually having boots on the ground right away, understanding if there's a way that you could ship into the country. You can build in the opportunity to have some storage locally to, to decrease your shipping time. At the end of the day, you know there's a lot of complexity that goes specifically with this market because of the language, because of the size, because of the geography, because of the political climate. And so entering into China is a relatively complicated thing, more than what it might be in most other countries. So we're going to dig into more of those details for the rest of this week, talking about some of the things that you need to do to understand how the internet works in China, understanding who the search players are, why they're different, and some of the common misconceptions about how to drive organic traffic in China specifically. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marcus Pensek, who's the chief SEO consultant at Searchmetrics. Join Marcus and I again tomorrow when we talk about how the internet works differently in China. If you can't wait until our next episode and you're interested in contacting Marcus, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is PsychicSEO, P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-S-E-O. Or you could visit his personal website, which is marcus.pensec.net, which is M-A-R-C-U-S dot P-E-N-T-Z-E-K dot net. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. 
So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.